It's a, it's a ill mind that's still time build and refine Still getting mine in the nine ass nine nine <laughs> Don't touch the dial, you heard. What's good? What's good, everybody? DJ Geometrics here. Monday night, 9 p.m. Welcome back to the 9 at 9 DJ podcast, the online show where we have nine DJs on a roundtable panel discussing today's DJ topics. This show is brought to you by Beat Refinery DJ School at Bach to Rock. Learn how to mix, scratch, and make music by visiting BeatRefinery.com. We have school locations all across the nation. Tonight is part two of episode number 16. Our special guest panel from last week is back here tonight. We are speaking to some of the best ladies in the DJ culture. So welcome back to our special guests, DJ Shorty, Cotton Candy, Eliza May, Killer Jewel, and Rye Toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, we got the rest of my crew here with me, my co-host, DJ As One. Hey, what up, guys? Sean J. What up, what up, what up? And of course, Stylist Chris. Peace. What's if up? If you guys everyone? missed uh, last week's episode, you can always watch them again on Facebook.com slash Beat Refinery or YouTube.com slash Beat Refinery. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and pass the microphone off to Stylist Chris. So last week, we really got to, to learn a lot about these incredible DJs, some of their backgrounds and some of the things that they've been doing during the COVID time. And we're going to continue on these kind of subjects and go a little bit deeper into the, into the topics and kind of get inside their heads a little bit. Um, first, we, wanna, we just want to jump off with a, some fast, quick answers. Um, we're going to start it off with Rye Toast. Tell us, uh, tell us a genre of music that you've really kind of been digging of, of recent and maybe an artist or two that you, you're really digging on. Unmute. Unmute. Oh. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Hip-hop and R&B is always like a really sweet spot for me. And right now I'm really feeling the music that my group, Tyrone's Jacket, is putting out. And also this artist, Channel Tress. Yes. Mm, yes. Mm. It's kind of like this kind of like intersection of hip hop with house West Coast vibes. Love I, Channel Tress. Yes. That is like a really dope movement that I like to like push forward as much as I can on my platform right now. Dope. Killer Jewel, how about you? Well, um,. I mean, hip hop has always been like my number one love, but I have been listening to a lot of rock these days, actually. There's this one band out of, I think it's LA, um, AWOL Nation. Have you guys heard mm -hmm. of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
they just had i just paid for their um like live stream of this awesome show they just did so i i'm kind of feeling them right now and also considering the fact that like i'm trying to work on my live show and i'm trying to find inspiration um you know through what other artists are doing i have to uh send a huge shout out to grimes because she mm. is from montreal so mm. Um, but she's definitely like a huge inspiration for me as far as like her artistry and just what she does on stage. Dope. Yeah. Can I? Eliza. Yeah. Uh, well, Alan Volker's music uh, inspired me to change uh, direction in my music because um, he's. Um, well, all of his, most of his tracks have uh, vocal, and uh, that's why I decided to, to finally start using vocal in my tracks. And I just want people to relate to to my music, to be able to sing along. And um, I just uh, wanted to be full meaning, full of feelings, full of emotions. So I guess that's. That was my main inspiration. So, candy. Oh, in genre, genre-wise, I just uh, realized that you asked about genre. Um, oh yeah. Right now, for me, it's future base. It's um, a relatively like new genre for me. So that's like the genre I mean. Future base is dope. So, all right, candy. Oh my gosh! Always the hard questions to choose because there's so. Yeah. <laughs> So I many mean, good course, options. <laughs> right? Of course, I love hip-hop. But you know what's always on my set, though, it's funny, is um, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Mm. Right? And then next thing you know, Dogface mm-hmm. like, makes the IG video, captured all that I'm feeling and holding during COVID-19. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's, that stays heavy on my rotation right now. Because, mm. And I watch the video over and over and over just because it's capturing like how I feel in this time. But uh, an artist that I, I really want to lift up is like um, Ruby Abara, Filipino MC, hip hop artist, political, anything political, I'll just throw down. Like, I love hearing a good YG F the police. You know, I love good, I love <laughs> hearing criticized music, especially political music of this time and yeah. this generation bringing it. So, um, but definitely lifting up Ruby Abara, who who's like phenomenal, got the delivery, got the flow, got the ill lyrics that got storytelling. It's beautiful. If you haven't picked up on their album, they dropped and they're about to drop another album hopefully soon. So, you know, just I love Ruby. So I, I want to shout her out big time. Dope. And we gave you enough time to at least come up with a, a genre and a couple artists, Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot bouncing in your head. I know. I know. The decisions, decisions. I'm a Libra, and so is Rye, and so we have to weigh everything. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, drum and bass all day, every day. Uh, hey, drum and bass hey. is, is, in terms of DJing, Rye talked about it, about narrowing her focus into what really speaks to her. I went through that a few years ago, where I was like, screw all this open format. I love hip-hop, but not that much. Like, I just want to do, like, this is the gigs that, these are the gigs that speak to me. So drum and bass is what I narrow my focus on. And also production, because of our label, it's, it's all bass music, like electro house, drum and bass, uh, trap, glitch hop, um, future bass, you know, that kind of stuff. But drum and bass is what speaks to my soul as a genre. That, and I'm really into halftime 
right now. Yes, I was hoping um, you were to say beads, that. Yeah, because of the scratching and just yep. um, just like just just grooving out to it in general. Uh, but just those are the beats that inspire the best cuts out of me, right? And you know, you all, everyone on here scratches, so you all know that there's some beats that are like. Eh, I can, it's cool. But then there's yeah. that beat. It could be the same BPM, you know, whatever. It can be the yeah. same sounds, just reorganized in a different way. And then yeah. that's what speaks to your soul. Uh, so halftime is what's doing that for me right now. And then in terms of artists, it's really strange because I've been, like I said, I've been working a lot in my creation cave uh, where um, I, yes, I'm working on stuff that's musical in my, you know, online coaching programs, but um, a lot of it is like stuff that, you know, I can have other stuff playing in the background. So I've been listening to a lot of more ambient music <laughs> because I can't deal with a lot of lyrics when I'm working on stuff. I don't know if you guys relate to that, but if there's lyrics, it's hard for me to focus. So um, I'm really going back to some of my favorites, like Amon Tobin, who's mm, a yeah. long time oh. favorite of mine. Oh. I got a chance, we got a chance to tour with him back in, God, the late <clears throat> 90s. Early. I love Amon. Yeah, um, Amon is amazing. I love him. And his, he's just like a machine right now, just pumping out albums. I don't know how he does it. Uh, but him. And then another old fave that not a lot of people know about, but this group, well, I, I guess it's a group artist called uh, Spungled. Uh, Spungled. Yes, S-H-P... O N G L E D, Spungled, or Spungle, I think is the act. Uh, and they did a, um, an album called Are You Spungled? And then, well, anyway, the point is, it's like everything. I'm so, I've always been very multi genre, and this is like the epitome of like, if I had to pick one artist, it would be Spungle because they merge like Latin music and, and you know, electronic dance music and hip hop and rock and, and, and like blues and funk and soul and uh, reggae, like everything in one song <laughs> or like one progression, and it's very, um, psychedelic in the way that they transfer um like go transition between genres and stuff like that it's very much it's very jam bandy jam mm. bandy but with a much more elect heavy electronic twist to it uh but yeah so look up spungled i'm on tobin is dope and then of course i got a shout out urban assault which is myself and dj faust and we've been working on a hey. ton of scratch beats uh, for the course, the uh, the courses that I'm working on, and also the, um, the <laughs> I do these things called um, Scratch DJ workouts. They're free on YouTube. They're live streaming during quarantine, you know, so that people who don't have the money for lessons, they can. It's like a free Scratch class for like two hours. Ride does cool. uh, yoga for DJs afterwards, so we do a, like a linking stream, and she so, stretches us out afterwards. But that's inspired that's really cool. us to produce a lot more beats because I don't want to have the same beats on every workout or the same beats on in every lesson in the courses that I'm working on. So that's what's, it's weird how one passion inspires the other like that. But uh, yeah, wow. halftime beats, Urban Assault, Amon Tobin, Spungled, and always drum and bass. Awesome. Well, that wow. was fun. <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of good artists for our <laughs> listeners to go discover from these tape makers. I was going to notes. What I was going to say, not that I was asked, but after uh, Killer Jewel was, was speaking about it, I, just, I realized that there is an artist uh, 
there is a group that I came across the uh, tail end of last year, I believe. And I don't know if you know them or have heard of them. It's a brother sister combo from, uh, it's a brother sister duo, just them in the band. And, uh, they're from Canada. I don't know exactly where, but, um, the name of the group's called Tennyson and, um, guys, check out Tennyson. If you're into, if you're into producing music, this is right up to, I mean, imagine live future bass jazz. Uh, and I'll, I'll say that future bass and jazz. Imagine that together, but live I would love and, that. <laughs> and it's brother, sister doing it. The, 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 brother, the brother produces all the music and he chops all of the drum parts into drum racks to his sister and she plays she takes the drum sounds and then she plays the live kit all electronic there's like 32 like midi like things like i don't know dude like how do you spell that how do you spell the name t-n-n-y-s-o-n yes um the the one the one thing that blew me away just look up tennyson at the ableton uh loop convention ableton loop live yeah loop, ableton they did an ableton loop like uh convention thing uh showcase and i saw that performance it's like 45 minutes of the of the of that of the dude talking about ableton and <laughs> you're like oh shit that, that that's pretty nerdy this kid is a super nerd and then it shows him performing and you're like holy shit that was crazy but uh yeah check out tennyson nice yeah, no. definitely make sure to add those to your Spotify playlist and, you know, just listen to it. But um, we're going to move on to the next segment. We're going to get uh, we're going to touch on the main topic for tonight uh, and get a little deeper and more serious. So it's time for unpopular opinion. Ooh. This is where we bring up a topic and make the case for the opinion, the idea or belief that isn't really accepted by most people on that particular subject but the whole goal of course of this segment is to help educate everybody on that topic and show both sides of the coin so on that note stylus chris has an uh, an un up un unpopular opinion for tonight there's my orange uh, uh moment. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment here no judgment here but <laughs> <laughs> so go for it chris so actually you know the unpopular opinion segment has basically become something where we just try to shed light on breaking down a stereotype or breaking down maybe a misconception. Um, a lot of times the popular opinion is based in just the loudest noise, not specifically the facts. We see that happening in our society every day. So keeping that in mind, um, you know, I'm a person that's been a DJ in the music industry for almost 30 years since I was not even old enough to drive a car. I was already doing gigs in the music industry. Your so, whole life, basically. Yes, and um, from owning a record store to doing promotions to to doing tours, and the one thing I've learned is we see more of our ladies in our culture really driving the culture than anybody understands I, I know that from owning a record store and how many guys would come in with their girls and the girl would pick out all the records that they spent the money on to take home with them it wasn't the dude the dude's chilling with us barbershop talk at the at the top of this of the store and girls down their headphones on she's like oh you need this one you need this one you need this one 
And that's kind of why we wanted to have you guys give us a little bit of what you're listening to because we all know the girls are the tastemakers. The girls are the ones that are really driving the industry, whether it's on the dance floor. If you can't make the girls dance in a club, then you don't have really much of a party from that side of it. And then when it comes to the musical side of, of what the girls understand, I've personally noticed it for decades of the just more attention to detail. You see our panel, most of them are all musicians. They're all musicians at, at, at this point. Um, the unpopular opinion, that's kind of setting it up, but my po- unpopular opinion that we're kind of shed to light is throughout the last 10 years or so, the DJ has become such a an household item, a, a, a name, a, a fashion plate, so to, so to speak. And with that, we've seen a lot of fake DJs. And I think in our culture, the men that dominate it quickly will say when they see a female DJ or a, w- a woman DJ, oh, they instantly think that she's not qualified or she doesn't have skills. They, they go to that without even listening to her. When in actuality, 32% of the workforce in the DJ culture is female to male. Male is 68%. Uh, I looked these facts up. I did, I did some research to make sure I would, you can fact check it. The, the U.S. Labor Department statistics say that in our American workforce, we are at the point now in 2019, the last figures, that our workforce is equally 50%. So no matter what field you're talking about, we're 50% female, 50% male in our workforce. But in the, in the DJ world, 32% women, 68% men. And when you start talking about artists, especially electronic artists, it drops down producers, it drops down almost all the way to 15%. Wow. So we're looking at one out of every five people that are, and that doesn't even include promoters, club managers, tour managers, record label executives. Um, But we still, as a culture and a society, the men that dominate it still will try to persuade the rest of the culture that when it's fake, it's more of, of these girls that are taking advantage. When we know very well there's a lot of, if you took 100, just 100 random girls that were DJs and 100 random guys are DJs, you're going to find more true DJs that are the girls than there are the men. And so we're here today to let you all know, stop faking on the girls. The girls run it. The girls run the world. Start, start criticizing those dudes Stop criticizing the girls. It's time for us to have the true equality in our field. It's time to see more girls taking executive roles, taking leads. We have some incredible leaders here. That's why we wanted this panel because they're all not just DJs. They're they're culture shift, shift shape shifters. They they put themselves into all kinds of different spaces and they and they are true pillars of their communities. So we're not even going to have you guys try to debate that topic or, or pull that up. It's beneath all of you. We appreciate you all being here. And, and we just want to start running quickly through the topics of how you have um, your experience and what you think about this inequality in, in the world and how, how are we going to start changing that? What are, what are the first steps we can do to truly make you know, this industry have true equality, gender equality specifically? I'm gonna run it. Who wants to jump at it first? I'll go. <laughs> um, okay, so 
Yeah, the I feel that the, everything you said um, it resonates in terms of being a female. It's a lot different when I started and like when Jewel started and Candy started because there were so few of us back then. Um, like I could count on one hand how many girls scratched when I started that I knew of, you know, and again, no YouTube, no way to connect like that. Um, so it's also very regional. There could have been more, but I didn't know of them. So it was very lonely um, as a female. Uh, and me, I've always been the only girl in my group of whatever I did. So um, I was, I'm a black belt, so I was the only girl and doing that at the time. And I was a drummer in the marching band and I was the only girl doing that at the time. So I was used to that. Um, but I was still looking for representation. And we talked about that in the last um, podcast about representation. And it's like, oh, girls do this too. That then it's like, okay, I can do it. When Obama became president. Yeah, of course, there could have been other African-Americans that come up and become president. But until that little a girl or boy sees him being president it's still not really tangible or real yet it's like and so then it, it's also coupled with well will i be taken seriously candy touched on this in the last podcast as well um and 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 we're so used to not being taken seriously in anything especially anything technical uh, anything with electronics or technology or 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 something that's perceived as like this is a guy thing such as DJing or martial arts or drumming or you know what a boxing or whatever you're doing right so that's already baked in so when we started um, there were so few of us that for me uh, there was this kind of balance of uh, I was the only girl in my crew I think Candy was the only girl in her crew um, Jewel, I'm not sure, <laughs> but I'm guessing you were probably the only girl. <laughs> and and it's like, there's this kind of weird thing where it's like, well, there's only room for one of us. So you have to defend your territory because that's just how life was. You know? The den mother. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you got to defend your territory. I'm the, I'm the token girl, even though you don't want to be the token girl. But it's like, it's just like there's that competition in a way. But at the same time, I, I never really uh, like... It, there was a, a little bit of defensiveness that comes up when you see another girl, but then it, it's so overshadowed by, oh my God, you're my sister. Like, thank you for doing that. That's totally the thing. Sorry to interrupt, but like, just to pick up on what you're saying, I mean, on the one hand, being the only girl was great for us because that, I guess, sort of shone a spotlight Mm -hmm. on us and allowed us the opportunity to shine but at the same time there's still this glass ceiling where okay there's so many more female djs now than there were when we started but you might still only see like you know 10 percent uh female artists on the bill mm -hmm. and why is that right that's something we have to question like who's making these decisions how many how many women are actually at the top making making these decisions and is there maybe possibly like a power struggle happening where women are trying to break through and maybe you know i don't know i don't want to put words in anyone's mouth but maybe certain male artists are feeling threatened by it absolutely That's yes. in, in my mind Definitely. The, yeah 
the exactly. same way that the white America is feels threatened, that equality is coming from on that on that side. You know, it's when when people that have had illicit control for so long start to lose their control, they just start to push harder to to hold their control. So I, I think they're going to see that pushback. And, and and there's also this sense of like competition, right? Like as Shorty was saying, like. You know, there's, there's, there can only be one girl on the bill where, well, why can't there be, why can't it be 50-50? Why can't it be like 80% female and 20% male? Like, when do you ever see that number? You know what I mean? Why, why only one? Well, I wanted to quickly, Ian, you guys can even do it by show of hands. Do you, do you like when you're billed as like the all girl DJ night or the all ladies only DJ night? Or do you feel that that is like a promoter trying to exploit, oh, we've got all, I've got all girls tonight. Like it or don't like it. If you like it, put your hand up. I'm half and half. I, <laughs> I balance. I see both sides of it. So yeah. I see it's an opportunity for women to come out in solidarity with each other too and commune and and show our power and and show our talent and everything but on the flip side the only time you see over 80 percent of women on the bill like what jewel was saying is when you're doing a ladies only podcast or a ladies only night or whatever and then it's like you take all no no offense to this podcast <laughs> no 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 that's what this is about real. But, but that's real. If you if you sprinkle them out, <laughs> we'd have a lot more representation rather than lumping all the girls on one night and then the other fifty nights are all uh, a sausage fest. Right. You know? and so, <laughs> like, even if it's just one girl in every in every lineup or whatever, I feel like it's important, obviously, to have re representation. We have to earn that. We're not asking for handouts. But uh, what I wanted to say earlier is that one of the things. Uh, that Chris touched on in the last podcast and a little bit at the beginning of this one is that w women seem to take things more seriously or in some respects, not every woman, but so, you know, a lot of women you were saying tend to take their craft more seriously. They practice more whatever, what it, you were along the lines of saying something like yeah. that. And what I wanted to echo with that is that um, it's because we're not taken seriously that it's we've just it's baked in that show and prove mentality. Mm -hmm. We have to. It's like oh well, I, I, and you got to work ten, twenty times harder to get half the respect that mm -hmm. a dude gets because you have that roadblock of what you talked about before, which is uh, people, people, society, women are guilty of this too. I'm not just saying totally, that. absolutely. Looking at a woman and uh, just assuming she doesn't have any talent or skill, just just off the. I've been guilty of it, and I'm like waving my girl power flag all the time. But I catch myself too. It's like, Shannon, what are you doing? Like you haven't even seen her perform, <laughs> you know. So it's like it's just assumed, and so we're coming from behind the eight ball constantly, which mm -hmm. means. We have to practice more and stuff just to get the same amount of respect. And I'll share a quick story and then I'll, I'll pass the mic. Um, but the quick story is when I started out, when we moved to Atlanta, um, and I said my origin story in the last podcast, so watch that. But so we moved to Atlanta and we started a DJ crew with uh, Craze, uh, you know, six-time DMC champion, won three times three, uh, solo, three times team. Everyone the knows who Who's that? Who? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> you don't know who Craze is right now. <laughs> Clever, uh, Shotgun, King James, T-Rock, 
and Faust and myself. I was not only the uh, only girl, right? So I was battling that. Oh, the oh, they're, you're just in the crew because they're, you're a girl. Uh, you're Faust's girlfriend. Like, so I'm already battling that stigma. Uh, so that's making me practice like crazy. <laughs> and then I was also the youngest DJ in terms of experience, not age, but experience. They had all been DJing longer than me when we moved to Atlanta and started the crew. I'd only been DJing two years. Mm. Um, consequently, that's also when I started teaching uh, at the same time, which there's a benefit to teaching with a beginner's mindset. But even in the teaching space, you get like, Girls are like flock to me when they want to learn, but guys are like, oh, I don't want to learn from a girl. Like there's that stigma there too. But so mm. this story back then when we were wow. in the crew, it was like, I don't have, I'm not the level of craze, you know? So, so I'm, I'm already like feeling inferior about my skills and then coupled with the female thing. So it was like practice 24 hours a day just to not, just to like be allowed in the club. <laughs> Some bouncers wouldn't even let me in the club because they're like, you're not the DJ. You don't look like a DJ. Mm. Like, what does a DJ look like? And this is back then. Now we have way more female DJs in the mix. I, I didn't know that 30% figure that you mentioned. I thought it was actually more, uh, but I feel like that girls are just like, they ask permission a lot. And I don't want to put it all on the dudes to like, you have to change. You have to allow us on your bills. It's like, no, we also got to come, you know, we got to stop asking for permission. We're like, no, I'm here. I earned this spot, you know, and, and back it up with skill. You can't just mm -hmm. go on your looks and be cute, you know, use your assets because the guys use them too. And they have other assets, but back it up with skill so that you're taken seriously. But it's like that balance of, it's, it's hard because it's societal. And I know Candy can speak to this even more deeply than I can, but it's, it's so ingrained um, in every facet of every industry. <laughs> uh, and now during COVID, it's like setting women back so much because it's affecting the female workforce so much more than men because they're taking care of the kids now. And then there's the one made main breadwinner winner. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's there's so many um, tentacles to this <laughs> that yeah. we could talk for hours about it. But it's I feel like it's so <clears throat> ingrained. And so we got it as females. I feel that number one community. That's why I try to connect with as many females as I can, because it's about unity, not about competition, because if we're competing with each other, then we're never going to rise up. It's like you've got to rise up together. So that's first and foremost, obviously practice come correct with your skills and then stop asking permission start just mm. like show like showing people how to book you putting yourself out there uh not letting fear get in your way because fear is what's holding everyone back and also check yourself if you're looking at say oh i don't like what this person is doing that's actually telling you something about yourself it's telling like what am i projecting onto this other person you know, and then come correct, like, oh, well, I've done that in other ways in this way. You know, like I've judged this female not thinking that she has skills and as an actor or something. I don't know, you know, whatever. But it, it's, it's in us, too. So if we work on ourselves, I feel, and come step forward with that, because um, that's how and with community, I think that's how you make broad structural societal change. But it's been a long road and I feel like it's going to keep going. You know, but I'm here to fight it, and I know these ladies are too, and now I'll shut up. Okay. 
<laughs> Very passionate. <laughs> Very passionate. Love it. Love that. Sam? That's, well, I think we're all inspired. We all, you know, if you check last week, you'll hear everybody's story. And, and I was specifically inspired by when, when Rye was talking about, you know, her aha moment of wanting to DJ. And just to your point, Shannon, she, she said, I have to do this. Like, she didn't ask for permission. She's just like, this is what I'm doing. Get out of my way. And, and that's what I'm going to be. And like much props to you for that. And, you know, I think you, you know, you, you girls are for my, I have a daughter. And so that's what I teach her all the time is to never really do not be dependent on a man. Like you need to find your way, be strong, be able to, to stand on your own, no matter what circumstance. And my wife more importantly is teaching her that, you know, and I'm, I'm more supporting my wife and, her discussions with our daughter and you know shannon you're you're saying like the moms are staying home it's like we're a lot of us male djs that have kids are flip because like we're the ones that are now home being the homeschool parents still trying to do our dj stuff doing our gigs I was like, that's Chris. My, wa- my wife's got the, the good job, you know, because she's, my she's wife's got the good I'm job. in the same boat. That's Chris and Jill. He's supporting me right now. <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> Shout outs to all the sugar mamas. My <laughs> sugar mama, I love you. But, actually, can I, I just want to say one more thing, and I, I, will, I promise I'll shut up. As females, all these ladies are doing it right now, right? But if and there's any females that are spying, working on your craft and your up-and-coming DJs or, you know, this is one tip I will give to you. Whenever you feel the fear of, of showing up or playing bigger, take it outside of yourself and say, instead of making it about yourself and all this fear, say, when I show up big, when I play big, I am empowering others to do the same. So all the ladies on this podcast right now are inspiring all the other females that needed that representation on the Beat Refinery podcast, right? To 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 get that. Oh, girls do this too, and she's strong in her beliefs, and she's talented, and she knows her shit. Like this is showing up big, and this is one way that I do that. That these ladies are doing that. But whenever you're feeling that fear, like oh, maybe I should just like and not or not ask for this thing or no okay make it not about yourself you're inspiring that next girl and that next girl and that next girl and that guy who is not who's <laughs> strong enough in his manhood to be like she's dope she inspires me and i want to learn from her i want to be on a bill with her you know mm-hmm. like, so there, and can I, I just can i just be honest with all of you guys yeah. i am Please. and all the listeners out there i am totally terrified of streaming my live show. Like this is the next step for me as an artist that's extremely um, like challenging and, and uh, just, you know, that's, that's the next thing for me. So that feeling will never, never goes away. always part of you. It's just part of being human. And, you know, you look up to people who inspire you, but I assure you that they all have the same sort of fears about being vulnerable in front of others and, and showing their artistry. And I think it's just to let you know that it's totally normal mm-hmm. um, to go through those things, but it's Absolutely. also 
an amazing thing you do break break through that. And it Absolutely. just shows that you care. Because yeah. when you're nervous about yeah. something, that just means that you care about it. Mm. Thank you for uh, sharing that, uh, that, that honesty about how you feel with that, Jewel. Yeah, I wanted to add to that. Because, um, you know, Shorty, like what both of you guys, what you said um, about struggling with like not feeling like you're good enough to be where you're at. I definitely dealt with that, especially on the road with my group performing with them because I look up to them as musicians so much and I was kind of like uh I didn't feel like I was on the level and um I remember after a show one night at the merch table this this woman came up to me with a little girl and the little girl like she looked at me and she was like in awe and the mom was like she really wants to meet you like we just saw the show and blah 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 and I was like I like kneeled down and met her and it was like, she was like shaking. Like she thought it was so cool. And in that moment I realized like, it's so much bigger than me mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. so for me to be on stage and not maxing out to the fullest and owning every element of everything is like, it's, it's, it's not like a personal failure. It's like, I'm letting down like a little girl, you know? So yep. just like, Taking it beyond yourself is a really good way to just get out of your shit sometimes. And you know what's interesting too, in a parallel kind of plane, the, um, the stereotypes that go against us as female DJs, like, oh, she's just like a girl, or like, she's just cute, or like, she's just like, whatever. Um, when, I when I started doing uh, shows with my group like it was my husband he's my boyfriend at the time he was producing and rapping with his homie and they booked some shows so they needed a DJ and obviously I was like okay I'll DJ for my boyfriend like that's fucking adorable <laughs> <laughs> but then it just we had like a vibe so it became a thing and it took oh. on energy and that became Tyrone's jacket um, but I was very aware of like being like the prop DJ and that really motivate, motivated me like to just work on it. Cause I was like, I'm not going out like that. Like I, I can't, hmm. like, I, I, I can't represent this beautiful culture. Hmm. You know, I have to come correct. So like, I think those stereotypes can, Respect. we can channel that energy in our favor too. Bam. That's some oh, yeah. serious knowledge. Candy, you're you're like a real life Wonder Woman. You know, you're fighting the the evils of the world on a day-to-day -day basis with all your activism and, and the topics we're talking on spread beyond even just gender with what you're fighting against, supporting to in in the everyday struggle specifically through COVID and the things you're seeing in your community. Tell us, talk to us a little bit about, you know, your perspective. Yeah, I, well, I appreciate everything everyone's sharing because I, I share similar sentiments. Um, you know, there's something about being a hip hop feminist that gives you an understanding of not just feminism itself, but a perspective as a woman of color, as a Filipinx, understanding the lineage and roots of hip hop and understanding different gray areas. 
and, uh, and, and a hip hop feminism coined by Joan Morgan as a term coined by her when she wrote the book on hip, when she can hence come home to roost. And she talks a lot about the hip hop um, culture and the complexities and the multi-layers of the contradictions. It's a beautiful book um, written in the 90s. But something that you said, Chris, and then even um, Jewel, like really resonated with me. One, you, you spoke on the aspect of, of white privilege in, in that essence, right? And then Jewel, you lifted up um, the fact that there's like, men get to be aware of like who are dominating the spaces someone like bell hooks that talks about and she calls it white supremacy patriarchy for a reason because mm -hmm. the two need to function together in, in order for it to exist and mm -hmm. so what that ultimately does is create this environment of of where white supremacy patriarchy is a form of capitalism and capitalism is about profit. And so a lot of times people over profit. And because of that entity All of capitalism, it then fuels this race <laughs> that one has to be better than another. Now, take me back to the early nineties in my understanding of organizing then, I wouldn't have been able to articulate it in that way. 25 years later, here I am, I'm able to give language to what I didn't understand. I think when I go back to 25 years ago, my younger years, and didn't really understand the gravity of what I was representing to people, except that one time I remember the first moment when I went to Canada, forgot what city, it was probably Toronto, and someone wrote a letter to me and her boyfriend called, said, oh, my, my girlfriend has a letter for you and I was like, a letter? And they're like, yeah, it's a letter. And she wanted to give it to you, but she's really shy. And I'm like, is she here? I want to meet her. And she's like, yeah, she's here. And I was like, oh my God, like I need to meet her because I'm not going to just read this letter and not meet her. So I said, take me to her. So he took me to her. She was hiding out in the corner. And she was, um, next thing you know, she just started crying. Hmm. I was like, bro, I am not like the Jackson 5 right now, but okay, <laughs> I get it. And it hit me at that moment, like I was shocked by that, like the tearing, the crying. And I read the letter and I understood the minute I read it because she wrote several things. One, that you're a Filipino like me, to see another Filipina, to see another woman, to see all of those things meant so much to her. And it was at that moment that I understood my responsibility, my place, my role, and what I had to do from that moment on in my career or wherever I wanted to take this music. And there's something that we see in organizing movements, we call it make space, take space, in terms of community guidelines on how we work with one another. So it's about navigating that, you know, make space for other folks, and then take space and own it, something to what Shorty was saying. We own and claim our space because we deserve to be here and we belong here. And I really respected a lot what Jules said because, you know, we have to check privilege. Privilege is a real thing. Men dominate the space. Because I'll tell you right now, when I was touring in the 90s, 
and I would travel city to city. I found other women DJs and not just women DJs, femmes, queers, trans, non-binary folks all across the country globally that I didn't know because they weren't being lifted up because who was dominating the spaces all the time. So that's why me and my crew started Anomalies. We started Anomalies. Uh -huh. We knew Anomalies. we saw each other, but we weren't getting the show lineups. Only a few, the tokenized few, the ones who were lucky, the ones who had maybe more skill set. But how are we creating space for other women and other femmes and queer folks to, to also brush up on their skill sets as well. So we had to create the space and own space, but also claim other spaces that were dominated by men. So it's all about checking different privileges. Like for me, I may have different forms of oppression, but I also have different forms of privilege. Like I'm not undocumented. I need to recognize that. And I have to be aware of those kind of privileges. Same thing with men, you know, if, and if for those who may not have disabilities, those, those are multiple things, especially people with intersecting identities. We have to be conscious of that. So these are things that we think about a lot of times as organizers, as activists, or people in the community, everyday life, not necessarily needing social justice or rhetoric language, but even in art. Like in music, we need to recognize that, you know, there's a conversation going on right now in the dance world, and you know this, the word urban, like the mm -hmm. urban, mm -hmm. word, urban dance. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, many times I say I'm a guest in hip hop culture. You know what I mean? That's for me how I see myself, you know, that I'm invited to the space by pioneers. I'm invited to this space. So these are things that, we have to challenge ourselves to think about as we talk about power dynamics. Because, yeah, hip-hop's universal. But in order to be truly universal, like our pioneers taught us, we got to talk about power dynamics. Because if we really want to be universal and make space for other people, then we got to make that space realistically and take up space. So I think it's important that you actually had this panel <clears throat> because a lot of times... You know, back in the day, and I'm sure you all know this, like they'll always have the female DJ battle. And I used to get so irritated. At <laughs> why? Like, why? Why is there a female DJ battle? But then I respect that, too, because sometimes we need a space where we can battle each other to feel like we're in safe spaces and create brave spaces to then prepare us for other battles, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so same thing here. Like, you're creating a space for us to talk about these issues. And then I love the work that you're all doing. Like, Shorty, I love that you are doing these uh, DJ classes and making space for other artists and, and women. Those are things I wish I did in the early 90s, teaching other women DJs to come up and femmes and queers, you know. Now, like, I know uh, different things I've done, but I never knew that I was doing it. Like, I didn't even know how big Anomalies was going to be. And <laughs> now we're a gender justice collective to be even more inclusive, not just towards women, but towards all identities um, in talking about gender justice work. So these are things that I, I challenge our communities to think about in, in our work in artistry, because it's possible. There's so many artists out there doing like politicized, but not just politicized, this is survival too at the same time. Survival for a lot of folks. Well, and I think you and I came up into hip hop probably around the same time. And, you know, when, when hip hop was a movement and a culture in the same way you were talking about 
writing and also doing graffiti, dancing. Like when you were a hip hopper, you did everything. You didn't look at yourself as like, oh, I just DJ or like you wanted to master and be a part of all the art. And also, you know, one of the kind of you spoke on it, but one of the, you know, the unknown parts of the art is is the active active the activation of the movement and and the people and and creating that space it's 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 certainly different than any other culture musically of the you know generations now you know i think jazz and and rhythm and, and blues especially had a culture of of that movement but you know in anything in the last 25 years or so it hasn't had the same sense of community and and need and to break barriers and to and to be a voice and shannon just what you were saying before like you were like you know always the token oh let's get all the girls in the, the pot we we actually talked about that we were like do we want that was a big it conversation us, point it took us a while it, like we wanted to do an episode with girls for for months but we were like we have to do this in a right way and then we were like well there's four knucklehead us guys on here so it's not all just girls like we're, we're kind of balanced but exactly. <laughs> but you know but that but it's it's true because a lot of our the 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 girl djs that we all hang out with they hate when they get booked for like the girls night they they think it's belittling of them but then to to the point of what all of you are saying in different ways it's like you also have to take that moment and flip it mm-hmm. take that stereotype or, or take that yeah. and 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 twist it upside down and show and what you can do show and prove it's just anything you That's know it. Back, back to you know i hope if you guys take anything from all of this guys you know especially in the world of hip-hop music especially i mean music let me know this but in the world of hip-hop dope is dope it doesn't matter how old you are what you look like this that and the other it's all about what's in here and what's there if you if your art whether it's you know graffiti art, it's uh, you know recording arts, your b boy, your b girl, you scratch, you 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 DJ, you break dance, like you know just dope is dope. That's the beauty of this culture. It doesn't matter how you come in. It's it's all about how you set it off, and everybody's just like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that's you- the that's the uh, the go- the golden rule of hip hop. I mean, and Jesus said, do unto others, you know, treat others. In hip hop, it it's Rakim saying it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. And that's the, that's the golden rule. And it's not necessarily about a, a specific place. It's about where your heart is at, where your mind is at, where your spirit is at, what you're dedicating to the craft. And, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, th- that, that side. Like, Eliza, you're coming from all whole other side of the planet, coming to America. You were speaking on in our last episode that when you came here, Everybody's so nice. I think a lot of us were like, "Wow, okay, what America? Yeah, I was shocked when you <laughs> what said city that. did you land in? Where did you come from?" But um, you know, I'm sure that it, it, there's more to it. Tell us a little bit about your experience as you started to to get success. Um, we've all been a fan of yours and seeing your success. Tell us, tell us some of the pushback you maybe experienced or some any any of the the things that are going on through your success and career. I just wanted to say that I so agree with art about um, like dope is dope and like uh, no matter who you are and where you're from, you just, uh, if you find your passion and if you work hard for it, uh, you're going to get results and there is like yeah. no other way. And um, people, um, people love talents. 
if you're good at what you do, if you put it out to the world, then the, you're going to get noticed. It is like no other way. And also, like uh, Rai said before, uh, it's not just about you, it's about inspiring other people. And um, it, like, it's amazing to know that you can add meaning to other people's life. Like you can help someone else to yeah. not give up sure. or to keep going. And um, just, um, uh, it's like, there's been a lot uh, said, so I'm trying like to get <laughs> my head around. It's just like about like bringing something to the table and um, and yeah, if uh, if I was uh, to give myself an advice, then I just moved to the U.S. I would just tell tell myself to uh, keep going and be be nice, be kind to other people, and they're always gonna be nice back to you. Now that's why, like, uh, I'm just saying, like, I never had like anyone say say or like do something bad to me because like I would never do something bad to the mm. other person. So I feel like you get what you bring to the world. You know? mm. I get that. And, and and again that you know if for anybody that doesn't know me or, or hasn't met me or if you're just meeting me, you know, uh, I go off of energy man. You know, I think a lot of good things tend to happen to me because I'm just always in a in a good mood man. And I, I might have to force myself to be in a good mood guys, but I'm telling you it is better than being in a bad mood. It takes more effort to hate on something than to move on and be productive and do something better for yourself or your family, especially, you know, who cares about yourself? Sometimes you got to care, care about others, you know, but whatever you want to do, you know, I don't know. I, I think Eliza, you're basically telling us you're a Jedi Knight and you just yes. walk through and, <laughs> ha, ha, and, and your aura, your aura just brings everybody to peace And that. I feel that. I definitely feel that. Tied in um, though. For any of you guys that don't know any of the artists in this in this in this group, you go go look them up, and you will realize when I say dope is dope, you will realize what the lineage is. You look at what they do, and you go, okay, I get it. You know these people own their dopeness. Their skills. and and not only that, they give back to the culture, which to me is is you know the reason Gio and I even started the DJ school because everybody here that is in education knows that education doesn't pay. It's 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 it's, it's a lot more labor of love than it is anything else. I'm not rich. We do it. We do it because it's like oxygen to us, you know. And and being able to preserve the culture that we love so much, or have a say in influencing a young person about hip hop about DJing, about the, the culture and the, the way to approach it is so important to our our everyday being in existence that it, it completely outweighs anything else. And it's, I think all of us share that on this panel, that desire to, to be on the front line of what we care about and what we love. Um, Can I jump was, in real quick? I got a quick yeah, comment go ahead, I go. wanted to jump in with uh, something for, for Eliza. So... Uh, one, one of the things that I think I want to make sure that everybody acknowledges here on this panel and it's like really resonating with me that show improve mentality all the women here on this panel 
you have already shown and proved that you are committed to this culture of DJing and even more so if you look at the big picture of DJing and then the small funnel of turntablists like you've already carved out your piece of that and said like I belong here I'm dope as shit and I want to own this space so I want to say like much much respect for that and stand firm in that position but even more so Eliza um, ever since you said the name of your EP emotions and like bringing forward uh, what you're trying to do musically right now in this current moment in 2020 um, I think that what you're doing whether it's a conscious thing or a subconscious thing is you've already shown and proved that you're a dope DJ you've already traveled the world to get as good as you can and network with the people that inspire you and by making music that is honest and allowing you to be vulnerable and giving that to the world it doesn't belong to you anymore that is now the fuel for the fire that's going to inspire the next wave of women to come up and say hey not only have i seen representation of other female djs that i think that i could do that too but other vulnerable successful producers i think in, especially in that space right now it's even more important to acknowledge that there's much fewer producers that are female that are thriving and really at the top tiers mm -hmm. right now as well so i want to say make sure you take that to heart just props to you i really want to see you succeed i want to see all the women on here succeed but in the production specifically nobody seems to be talking about that and if anything i've heard a lot more about uh male producers in the edm scene we're not going to name names right now but i think you guys can read between the lines and hear what i'm talking about manipulating emotionally and physically other people mm. to make themselves look bigger and so yeah. as far away as we can get from that that's what I want to see when. Well, what yeah. you put out is what you get back too. So, like, like to piggyback on what every everyone's saying is like, what whatever energy you put out. I was talking about art. He's. Uh, I was like so wanting to like vibe with him on that because it's like it's so true. And same with music. You're gonna attract more of that back. It's the law of attraction. I don't know if any any everyone believes in that, but I believe in it. It's very very true. If you put out hate and vitriol and all that, you're gonna get that back. Backs. If you put out um, love and community and equality and inspiration and your gifts and your talent and you share, you're gonna get that back. And the more you do it, the more you get back. If you're ever like feeling depressed, it's like think of one good thought that makes you feel good. Just anything. And then that multiplies and that multiplies and that multiplies and all, all, all of a sudden you're starting to feel better. It's the same thing with the world and, and everything that we're talking about right now. And I think so many more now with this huge new, um, you know, revolution that we're going through right now. That's why we're getting so much response back, good and bad, because there's so much of it. But even drill down in our scene and in terms of like the production and stuff like that we need more female producers i'm right there uh, like with you and saying we do not have enough and we need more and there's that a uh, barrier for women again like you just need to go out there and do it uh, your voice is valid we're all here in this instance in time there may be reincarnation there may not be we don't know but this is the only time that you're in this skin in this body with the you know in this iteration of yourself there's a reason why you're here everybody's voice is valid and then coupled with that 
Then you take that, and then once you realize that her success is my success, his success is my success, that's when you start attracting more success for yourself, rather than getting jealous. If I was jealous with Jewel and her EP and don't quote that attract more of that man you know but if i'm like oh yeah jewel she's killing it she's because then it's like again if she could do it i can do it but then there's also that i'm excited for her and i'm attracting more of that towards myself and um, I just want to share a really vulnerable story. Uh, Rye knows this story, so sorry you're hearing it again, but it's about that your voice matters. We're all valid. Um, and it was back, it was my first American tour, like uh, outside of the East Coast, right? And um, it was with Craze. Uh, uh, I think Develop was on the tour, um, Faust and myself. And it was a fath fathomless tour. It was for an EP that uh, Faust, Craze, and I produced. And, um, we we're on like six turntables. It was in Houston, Texas. And we all get up, we all start performing. And I just started getting all the, I got the mind taffy in my head. Like, I don't deserve to be here. All these guys are so much better than me. I'm like, no one's here to see me. Why did they even book me on this? Like all this like negative self-talk, just like paralyzing me on stage in front of a packed audience wow. to the point where I had to leave the stage. Because mm. I was like, hey, Bobby, I'm Faust. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I got to pee. And then I went. <laughs> I was gone for like 20 minutes. And then he came back and found me and, and was like, dude, are you okay? And I was crying. I was like, I don't deserve to be there. It's all about me, you know, like in my head, um, not realizing that that's not the point. Uh, and then so he came and I was like, no, no, just go to do the show. Then Craze came back. He was like, get your ass on the stage right now. The promoter paid for you to be here. The audience is asking where you are. You are here. You were booked for this. Get on the stage right now. I'm like, no, they don't want it. He's like, fuck that shit. You get up there right now, and you never let them see you sweat. And, and, and so I got back on the stage. I cleaned myself up. I got back on the stage, and I started scratching. And no, I wasn't as talented at that time, uh, you know, skilled as Craze or as developer Faust at that time. <laughs> But the crowd erupted when I started scratching. And in that moment, I realized it doesn't matter. And this is why I wanted to tell this story to your students. It doesn't matter your skill level. Like, yeah, dope is dope. And that, I, that's totally true, too. But even if you're not quite there yet, it's, it, the skill level doesn't matter. It's your voice that matters. It's your, your yeah. creativity that matters. It's sharing that with the world. Those people wanted to see me in my imperfectness. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and that in that moment, I realized that my my voice mattered and that helped me carry through and push through just remembering that time. And it wasn't until way later. And I wish it was so much sooner that I then had the revelation of her success is my success or his success is my success, because then it's like, oh, they were successful. Therefore, there's no room for me or there's already uh, a female activist who's amazing battle DJ cutting candy. So me coming up new female DJ wannabe activist, wannabe whatever, there's no room for me because she's already doing that. No, no, we need all the voices. And it's the same ideas if we play a set, if Ryan and I play a set, we have the same music, same skill level, same whatever, it's still gonna sound different. Our unique stamp that we put on it is valid. And so I just wanted to, I was inspired to say that um, after Art was talking 
and and Sean, just because it, it's just it's all connected in the same way. What you put out, you get back. And same with all the racial injustice and all that stuff. I just feel that's that's like the common thread. And you you kind of answered the question without me even asking it. Um, but the next question we were going to ask, and we're, we'll kick it off to Kill a Jewel first. Um, if, and you can you can kind of just give one thing. It can be quick so we can get, get around to everybody on it. But if you could go back and kind of – Shorty, you just kind of did that with your story. But if you could go back and tell your you know, self 23 years ago one piece of advice that you know now that you wish you could have kind of picked up on then, do you have, do you have anything for your time machine right now? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is to – stop comparing myself to other people. Um, you know, I I feel like just as a human, I, I feel like it's normal to, to do that. But I didn't have the skill set back then to really catch myself in the moment and be like, wait, like, you know, I'm comparing myself to this person and it's making me feel like shit. And why is it making me feel like shit where, you know, I... I should probably be like, you know, growing from learning from this person's experience, right? So I, I'd say like very quickly, I, I just believe it's not to compare and really to um, just learn. I think learning from other people's um, abilities is a much more productive way of dealing with that emotion. Candy, what do you got for your yourself? Same thing, to be honest. I mean, it's like I look back and I, I let too many of my own self-doubt, you know, imposter syndrome is real. But a lot of that's conditioned by <clears throat> the dominant forces, conditions around us, mm -hmm. but of society or the systems in place. But for me... I, I let too much of the doubt go through, you know, and I turned down too many gigs, too many things because self-doubt. But I don't even, I also try not to blame myself for that either. I spend too much time blaming myself and shaming myself like, oh, I should have done that. I should have did this. And a lot of times right now, people are like, oh, I miss the old candy that would do this gig and that gig. And or used to do this and that. Like, I love my life right now. I love mm -hmm. everything. I, right. I love my children. I love mm -hmm. the path I took. I love the work that I do. I will always love the time that I did what I did when I was DJ. But I look back at my life and the, uh, you know, and I was saying that, I think I was mentioning this to Julie just recently on, on our IG. I was talking about like, I don't really like my social media blowing up. I don't like followers. That stuff scares me because maybe that's from me. <laughs> I'm like, please don't follow me. I made an IG public page last year. <laughs> like, oh, this makes me nervous. I don't want nothing public, you know, and it's, and it still stems. It's still rooted from like that fear of like caring too much what people think, you know what I mean? And, and I still say that to myself today because it's real. It's like, I constantly, that's why I totally want to reaffirm what Jules was saying about, you know, the fear of like, you know, you got your, your own work coming out, new work. I'm excited to hear about it. And I know it's going to be fucking phenomenal as hell, you know, 
And, um, but we still doubt ourselves, you know? And so when, when people tell me now, like, oh, we wish you did this again and did that again. And I'm like, well, I had my time. I'm not one of those people that try to relive things. And if I ever decided to go back to things, I'm calling Shorty and Julie and I'm <laughs> calling Eliza and Rye and we all gonna, you're all gonna get me to do it if I were to do it. You know, if I were to come back, I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna make a comeback with my girls. They're gonna, Dang. They're oh, gonna yeah. train me up. They're gonna train me up. You know? <laughs> okay, exclusive, you exclusive. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think um, in the chat in our last episode, Shorty, you you were saying like you and Candy never got to have that scratch scratch session. So I think it's no, <laughs> it, it's long overdue. <laughs> well, we can do it virtually now. <laughs> I'll get there you it is. Zoom set up. We'll get you multicam. We'll get you going. <laughs> we'll go back and forth. <laughs> right. What uh, what what piece of advice would you give your your younger self? I would echo what I'm hearing, which is just like, stop doubting and just keep going in the direction full on and not question that shit. <laughs> and like anything, any, all that energy, just, just like channel it into the craft. Mm -hmm. All that energy that like you spend doubting or like caring what anyone thinks just fucking take that and work on your shit dude just get better and just show the fuck up even more that's what's up yeah I, I i i feel that vibe from you that you take anything that is against you and you you turn it into your energy and like your your springboard so that's that's something that we can all learn from is is your adversity is your greatest strength if you allow it to be if you just kind of flip flip that mental, Eliza, what what have you got for your younger self? Uh, I partially replied to the question. Yeah, she kind of hit that earlier, but yeah, not true. Uh, but first, I wanted to thank Sean for your nice words. It's like I almost teared up. It's amazing <laughs> that someone like acknowledge your work, and uh, yeah, just uh, thank you. You're very uh, welcome. We need more positivity in the world. <laughs> And another, another advice, I guess, I would give myself is to do what you love and not what other people expect of you. Because I feel like in my life, I was doing a lot what other people expect of me. Um, like, it started like from school, then like, my mom wanted me to graduate with gold medal. I graduated with gold medal, then my mom wanted me to graduate from university. With uh, two diplomas, I did that, but like I never really thought about what I really wanted. And I don't think like I was focused on that until this year, until 2020, when I was really taking the time to really think who I am, why I'm here, what I want to do. And um, yeah, I feel like uh, it's not like I'm not blaming my mom, of course, for like anything. I'm, I love my mom, and like it's, I'm not saying that she was wrong or anything, it's just they grew up in different, uh, in different time, and for them, um, that's like for her, that's what important, but for me, it's, that it's not. So we just, um, we are all in searching for ourselves, and um, I'm just, um, I just mean that um, listen to yourself and uh, follow your heart. 
do what you like and be good at it. Absolutely. Let's um one quick quick round, you know, maybe twenty, thirty seconds each, whatever you wanna kinda if you wanna promote something or end on a anything that you kinda wanted to mention out. Let's um Candy, why don't you start us off? Any any of your parting words? Any parting words, my God. Um just, you know, like protect one another right now in this time. I think um, we like literally when we named our mutual aid, we called it, we all we got, you know, cause we are. And um, there's something that I learned from the organization Colectivo Zapatista from the Zapatista movements um, is that um, don't give power to something that doesn't deserve power. And we're in the time of, uh, of one night, why we call them 45 and Anna, I've never called them my president cause he isn't. And so I don't like to give him any power. The power is in the people <clears throat> and it's in us. And, um, and yes, everyone should vote because we need to vote them out. But I think it's also what goes on after the vote. Um, we have to organize. And I think us as artists, as DJs, we have the power to make that happen. Like there's, there's so much that power that I've seen that DJs have to use their platform. And I really love that we talked about that about you know everyone has a voice and, and it's important that we elevate our voice and leverage that at this time where it's needed we're, we're facing more than just something that i've never seen in my own lifetime and we're, we're it's going to take every single one of us so show up for one another be in solidarity love one another protect one another care for one another and um yeah, I'm just really glad to be here. I'm really appreciative. Thank you for the time you've given me, um, especially one like me who likes to say I'm retired, but in secrecy, maybe I'm showing up in a session with everyone here and y'all put me on, teach me the new techniques, all that's out there. I'm excited. So yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> that's a good word. Killer Jewel. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, just I think it's it's an important time right now to share love and not hate. Um, I'm Canadian, so I can definitely appreciate what's happening from a distance, but I don't think the problems that um, you guys are dealing with right now is um, are only your problems. And I do just uh, you know want to say. Follow your passion, do what you love, and um, you know know that there are other people out there to support you. And um, yeah, that's it. So, are you saying? Are you saying? Are you saying America is like the, your drunk uncle? <laughs> is that what? The, is that what your Canada's looking at us like the drunk uncle? <laughs> You know, open up a bag of popcorn and, you know. <laughs> and just around. That's the MJ meme. <laughs> oh, man. Right. What's circus you? entertain you? It's a circus. Mm -hmm. Just grab oh. your popcorn. <laughs> yeah. But uh, go out and vote. Yeah. <laughs> right. What, what do you have for us? Pardon words. You know, yeah. Um, listen to each other take care of ourselves 
pay attention to how you feel. Give yourself time to take care of yourself and pay attention to how you feel around people and who makes you feel good and who doesn't and make adjustments. And um, be healthy, wear a mask, stay safe. Thank you for those good words. Eliza. Well, I want to continue to stay safe. Uh, uh, more, <laughs> stay safe, how you call it? I have rational language in my head right now. But um, I just wanted to ask people to take this COVID situation more seriously because uh, I see so many people to not taking it seriously at all. And uh, more and more of my friends uh, are having it. So it seems like the second wave is like coming. And my family was affected. Uh, my mom had, my parents, had, both my parents had COVID, but my mom mm. was in a very serious condition. We didn't know she was going to make it. So mm. it was hard and she said she never experienced uh, pain like that. Like neither mm. when she was giving a birth to me or my sister, neither when she wow. had a car accident. She just said that it was like the worst, uh, the worst experience of her life and her lungs are still not restored. It might take years and mm. they might never restore back. So, and even if it's, if you're young, your body probably going to fight it and you might not even feel it. Like my dad, he didn't even feel it. Uh, and, um, Lots of my friends don't even feel it, but you can give it to someone else who can die from it or who, who can have uh, very bad health problems. So when you go out, think, don't think about yourself. Think about people who you can affect because uh, it's just, it just somebody else's life, life depends on you. And mm -hmm. go vote. I can't vote yet, unfortunately, but you, if you can, you have to. Thank you for those good words, and we're gonna we're gonna end it off with Shorty. She's the she's the one that kind of helped us put this whole project together today. So again, from all of us at Beat Refinery, thank you so much for helping support this show and put it together and give us the final word. You guys did all the work. I just connected you with a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do anything, but I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> That's another thing we just as women it. have to learn to do is just take the compliment. That's, That's one thing. it. I'm I tell my wife that all the time. It's just like, if you compliment, compliment that show, oh, this whole thing, I got it on sale, da, 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 da. No, just like, thank you, you know. Mm -hmm. but, so that's some parting words. Uh, but yeah, uh, in terms of, first on the DJ thing, uh, the inspiration, if I want to leave this with your students, that if you have a desire to do something, that means that you are capable of doing it. I believe that the universe or whoever you, whatever entity you believe in wouldn't give you that desire unless you were capable of achieving it. Yes, you got to work your butt off. You got to put in the work to get there. It's not like it's just going to be handed to you. But don't think that, oh, I could never do that or I could never do that if I wanted to. If you have that desire, it's in you already. So back to the self-worth thing, you know, just try to, if you feel jealousy, say, what can I learn from this? If you start to compare, what can I learn from this? How can, what is the universe trying to show me in this moment about myself instead of, oh she's having success or he's having success therefore there's not enough success for me no that's not true you're here to learn i feel and also to share your voice 
And when you show up big, you empower others to do the same. I said that before. Also, start before you're ready is a huge mantra that I've been like singing to the rooftops ever since I learned it, uh, which is because we hold, we're like, oh, I'm not ready to do that yet, or I'm not ready to do that yet. No, jump in even before you're not ready because you're going to learn so much faster that way. And you may not know all the steps you need to take, right? But all you need to know is the first step. That's it. That's all you need to know, just like what's step one. And if step one is Googling what's step one, then that's step one. And then you figure <laughs> out, oh, okay, that's step one. And then doing step one, well then, oh, I this is step two. Rai said this earlier when she was learning how to DJ and getting her DJ gear. I got my turntables, okay, oh, crap, I need a mixer. Okay, oh, now I came back home, oh, I need speakers, right? She started before she was ready, but she learned along the way. So that's huge. And then in terms of just like the overall everything, society, and what we're touching on at the end of this um, podcast is be kind to each other. Like we've all said, support each other, check in on each other, mm. really check in on each other um, because it's not just COVID that's killing people right now. It's depression is really hurting people right now. I lost someone that's very dear to me to depression. He didn't get COVID. It was, he was, it was depression through the revolution, Black Lives Matter. He was African-American. He was feeling a lot of stress in this. And then also the seclusion of being in quarantine and like all this was weighing on him. And, you know, we were checking in, but we weren't seeing it. So check in on your people because because the, the pandemic of fear and depression is just as real as the virus itself so really check in on your people be kind even if it's just a text you know just check in and be like hey how you doing you know because um, that really really does make a difference in people's lives and then of course yes wear a mask wash your hands don't touch your face don't touch other people's faces and vote please if you're in america please vote for god's sake um and let other people vote support people but not just you vote like right now we have a responsibility to get other people to vote share it with your friends make make sure they know it's cool to vote and help them make a cool plan. dude <laughs> yeah, make a plan to vote like real and another plan and a backup plan like all like this is really important and i really love also what candy said about it's not just, yes, we got to vote, but it's also the work that we got to do afterwards. I feel that we're on the precipice of this whole restructuring of everything. And we can go one way or we can go another way. Mm -hmm. And it's like literally binary, it feels right now for not just the US, but for the world itself. Mm -hmm. And so you got to choose what train do you want to get on? Do you want a death and destruction <laughs> or do you want equality and, you know, uh, uh, you know, and all that stuff. So get on that train and do what anything you can. If you're a DJ, uh, all my students are like, oh, I have no gigs now. What do I do? You have plenty you can do. Use your platform. Get on Zoom, have Zoom parties, live stream. If live streaming is not your thing, make mixes or whatever, but attach what you believe into it. Share or start your, a podcast. Share your voice. Or a podcast. <laughs> start a podcast. Um, and, and, and just, eat, you, you know, you may not be an amazing activist like Candy, who's like a founder of all these organizations, but even that one little small thing that you can do, which is, I made volunteer for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or donate to her um, the mm-hmm. organization that gets people out of jail, gets activists out of jail. I know there's a bunch of organizations that will donate to. She knows where the money should go. I'll just give it to her, and she can get all the activists out of jail. Like that's right. something you can do too. Donate money or whatever. But as a DJ, you can use your platform to uh, to speak your voice, to get your message out, to bring people together, to make people less depressed. There's so much we can do right now. And so it's just so important to share your voice now more than ever, I feel. So just do it. Just start before you're ready. Get out there. Like, share your voice. Thank I will. You. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Changing lives. Look That's at that. Awesome. Already. Uh, Shorty touched on it uh, a, a, a while back. Um, we're actually, and it's gonna, it's gonna be a good promo for the next episode. You know, she was talking about mental health. We actually are gonna focus on mental health awareness on the next uh, episode. So tune in for that. Are, do we do we wanna say the, the special guests on that so far right now, Chris? Or are we confirmed? No, we're keeping we'll keep it. it. Yeah, we'll keep it. Okay, but uh, you don't are, want to miss the about, lineup. We are going to talk about mental health awareness next next week. But guys, that is it for the show. The time is up. Um, and of course, the lesson is to take the risk. Dope is dope, and make sure to say with your chest. <laughs> Can we thank the ladies on here one more time? Give it up one more time for our special guest, DJ Shorty. Cotton Candy, Eliza May, Killy yes. Jewel, and Rye Toast. Mm, that episode is fun. Through. We definitely appreciate it. Thanks if you guys so missed any of our episodes, you can watch our past shows on Facebook.com slash Beat Refinery or YouTube.com slash Beat Refinery. If you prefer to listen to the audio side of things, the episode will be uploaded this Thursday to Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you consume oh. and listen to all things podcasts. Make sure to click like, comment, and subscribe. Again, the show is brought to you by Beat Refinery DJ School at Bach to Rock. Learn how to mix, scratch, and make music by visiting BeatRefinery.com. We have school locations across the nation. Come back and tune in with us again next Monday, 9 p.m. East Coast time. Of course, I already said it. We have a new episode and a new set of DJs on the guest panel. So with that, thanks again t- to everybody for tuning in. The election is in two weeks. So make sure to rock that ballot. And vote. Vote early. Vote. Mail in that ballot. Do whatever you can. (laughs) Keep wearing that mask. Spread some love. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody. Peace. 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 Dope is dope. (laughs) Dope is dope. Vote is dope. You guys are going to buy it. Dope is dope. All right. (laughs) 